Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to the third and final part of this week's episode where I'm stomping with Susanna Constantine. So far we've discussed Susanna's new memoir, Ready for Absolutely Nothing, her mum who suffered with bipolar disorder and her relationship with Princess Margaret. Make sure you listen to part two before continuing with this episode. I can be pretty sure in saying that there are a few stompers amongst us who are wearing shoes that don't stay comfortable for their whole walk. If that's you, listen up because this week's episode of the Stompcast is sponsored by Fitflop. Fitflop is on a mission to empower us to move better and feel great and to do so they've designed all of their shoes to be lightweight and made with our bodies in mind. So say goodbye to your clunky old pair and hello to Fitflop's range of biomechanically tested dream shoes. Try and say that one in a rush. When I first wore my vitamin FFs I immediately noticed the cloud-like cushioning. They're really really soft and honestly so comfortable. It really feels that you're walking on air thanks to the contoured footbeds. Like all the collection, these stayed so supportive and comfortable the entire time I wore them. This is due to the biomechanical engineering testing that all Fitflops go through. No matter who I'm stomping with or where we're walking, the one thing I always know that I need is going to be comfortable shoes that whole time, meaning I can go even longer on my stomps. Make sure to head to fitflop.com to choose your new stomp-friendly footwear available for all genders. Welcome back everyone to the Stompcast. Uh, we're in the third and final part. We're just continuing to have a wander through the woods. Uh, we've got Rocco leading up front, uh, who is very excited to explore further. We are still just about keeping going, Susanna, aren't we? Yeah, we've got, we're doing uh, we're, well, we're Alex. Well. Not just about keeping going. No, you're going. right, you're right. I, just, I say this yourself. because we just came up rather a steep incline, and I'm not going to lie, that was... We, we had to power through that bit, and I think the problem is I brought this kind of raincoat because I thought it was going to rain, and it, and it actually hasn't, so all that's really happened is I'm just like boiling to death underneath it. I know, but, like, uh, you're like a, like a pig in a sandwich bag. I, I mean, I would have put I mean. it differently, but uh, we can go with that anecdote. That's what I, I get. I sweat so much. We were in, we went for my 60th as a surprise. We were in Naples last week with the kids, and we went on this oh, walk, lovely. like my son and Steve, my husband, my son Joe, and fucking hell it was so humid and so hot and i got back all right i'm going to go into this little cafe and get a coke or something like that and um i looked down and my shirt was completely see-through it's like i've been poured <laughs> had a bucket of water chucked over me i was just i was oh, the pig no. in a sandwich bag sweating well, in a sandwich that's bag. how i feel right now but i'm still enjoying it we're, we're doing a really we're a really good hike and it's lovely to to chat with you I'd like to delve a little bit into school life yes. because I know you went to boarding school. It's very yeah. different to my education. I went to a state school that I think had, I think it's fair to say, some issues. Um, yeah. I loved it. I'm not knocking yeah. it at all, but I think they were, it was very different, shall we say. Yeah. What was, what was school life like for you? Hated it. That's a good start. I was homesick. Um, 
That's my anxiety was really bad at boarding school. What's it like? What is boarding school like? Because I have no idea. I think, I think probably it's a bit like the army. So it's so regimented by rotors and timekeeping. You're always hungry. Um, Why are you hungry? Because the food was so shit. I tell you, literally. Really? Food... I thought boarding school would be like roast dinners every night, Harry Potter style. If you look at a Pantone chart of different colours, Dulux. Yes. It went from sort of beige to pale orange. Oh dear. And everything, all the vegetables, everything came out of a tin um, or a packet. That surprises me. I think there's preconceptions or misconceptions, clearly, of what it would be like. It's you know? very different now, but it was, uh, you know, education, schmeducation. There was no education, and we were just being taught to be step into our mother's shoes. Oh, so it wasn't, because I kind of assumed it would be kind of really intense academic library all the time. God, no. What did it look like? No what was a normal day? What was a day like? What age you? What day was it like? Well, you what day get was up, like? you get up, get dressed, freezing cold, no heating, go down to breakfast, which would be powdered egg. Oh. And well, not even real eggs, sort of, you know. Uh, powdered eggs? Powdered eggs, oh. kind of flabby flaccid oh. greasy bacon oh. and then there'd be no one's flaccid bacon to, uh, you know you'd have cornflakes so i'd write we kind of learnt to improvise so cornflakes would be mushed up with butter and marmalade so it became like a little kind of cake thing um, but we were always hungry and that's really sad isn't it well yeah especially when your life revolves around food which mine does well i mean, I mean well also i mean the fact that why that and the fact that you're like growing and your brain is oh, developing and your bones yeah. and your b body is growing you need nutrition is probably at its most important yeah. as you're growing up but it's funny going back to senses and so many of my memories when writing a book came from my memories in fact the majority of them came from my memories of food so i remember exactly what was eaten how it tasted the crap delicious things so all my memories are triggered by food so I hope that you know if, if ever god forbid I go into a coma or something all someone has to do is waft a plate of sausages under my nose to bring me round <laughs> yeah, can you imagine me coming in in my scrubs yeah but like what magical treatment will Alex perform when I, I waft some fresh Cumberland sausage under yeah. your nose yeah it's like, and suddenly Susanna back. pops to life yes, it's it, a miracle it, imagine it would be it would be the golden treatment yeah um, so yeah I didn't like boarding school I sort of I can't remember how many GCSEs I got as they were called but I, think I, got, I did okay did it affect your mental health quite it sounds yes. like it might have did, did I, it really did yeah. it affect you and again it's that subconscious worry about my mother so not knowing that she was Okay. As sick as she was, but I think I'd inadvertently become her watcher. And because I was separated from her, I wasn't, I think I had real anxiety about not knowing what was going on. So I was very, very clingy and attached to her. Um, and that must have been terrifying if you're worried about your mother that you had to be. Well, did you have a choice? Could you have said, no, I don't well, want to do boarding school? That's a stupid thing. It's like, you know, you get, you were sent away from home. And basically you were told, the reason you're being sent away from home and security and the people you love and people who love you, uh, you know, the people you love, is because they love you. 
<laughs> do you actually do that to someone you love? I mean, no. having said that, my three children have all been to boarding school. Mm. That's interesting. But, I, I really didn't expect yeah, you to say that. But that was their choice. So you feel that the element, and then actually it is important, I think it's always important to give the counter side of it, is that um, someone I know very well, they, are, they went to boarding school, they loved it, yeah. and they, they said they thrived in that. So there, is, there always is both sides, but and it does you, feel that point of choice is well, it, really important. It is, and also it's like Esme, my eldest daughter, she went, and she was so homesick, and she put it very well. She said it's just... I can't cope with all these people, this noise all the time. It's like being she introverted. at a party. Is she an introvert? Not really. Because that's the kind of thing that I would yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, as I'm an introvert. An introvert. Yeah, because that, that, that is often where I just. That's often, yeah. Yes, well, of course. But I often would describe that and be like, I feel if I'm in a situation where there's noise and I can't choose whether I want to be in the noise or not, yeah. that for me is really I, scary, I, like scary. But it's exhausting, and that's, I think, one of the reasons I drank too is to get through that because now I go to, I never go to events or anything like that, we're so antisocial, but if I have to go to something, <laughs> I find it, it takes me two days reco to recover, not from a hangover, but just from the exhaustion of having to mm. perform because you ha yeah. I have to perform. Yeah. I find talking one-on-one -on -one yeah. to someone like you, that's amazing. I know what you mean, it's like lifting, yeah. you're elevating to be someone that they expect. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're being yourself because I really like you as you are, which is, oh, Alex. Which is really nice just to have. I and mean, that's, that's what I love about this podcast. I think there's something about going outside walking. You just, we do the five senses, we relax and we yeah. just chat about what we want to. There's no expectation. We're just enjoying a walk. Yeah. And I tell you a thing that I've learnt is that if you've got issue with someone, you've got a beef with them. So let's say I need to have an argument with my husband about something where I'm really pissed off, I'll say, okay, let's go for a walk and I'll have it out on a walk. Yeah. And that just makes it that. so much easier because of course. Yeah, it's really you just helpful. have it out. So aside from you know, it's clear to me that you love nature yes. and you love the countryside and being and walking and running. What are the other things you do to kind of what you know, what else is in your toolkit for, for life, getting through um, I love music. I love music. I'm a bit of a music snob. What kind of music are you into? All kinds, but I don't, again, as with every part of my life, I, I don't listen to old stuff. I'm always looking for new stuff, and it could be anything from garage to drum and bass. To yes, a bit of drum and bass. Someone nice. like John Do you have Grant. big parties in the house? Um, the drum kids do. Do they? But I don't... Do you ever notice yourself becoming... The mum being like, can you turn that down? Or you're like, No, I never have that. But I, I, I only <laughs> allow myself to listen to music when I'm running and when I'm writing. Okay. Uh, so, well, because it's a treat. So if I'm oh, running, okay. it's like, well, I got my music. So it makes it I see, it's an ah, incentive. I see, right, I see exactly what you mean. That's very smart. Yeah, so. That's, a, that's actually a really good idea. Now, if you're, it's actually a really good way to get through things that you think, oh gosh, I've got to do this. Right, well, what I'm going to do is that this is tough, but I like this. Yeah. So pairing it. Yeah. That's a really good idea. And I, in a way, I hope that's what we're doing with the stomp cast. Yeah. Well, Even if you don't love stomping, hopefully we're talking something in your ears that mm. is either interesting, funny, or in between. Exactly. What else is it? What other tonics do you have in life? Reading. I'm a, always, always throughout my life been a voracious Fiction reader. Fiction or non-fiction? Anything. But... 
Now audiobooks are with us. I've listened to non-fiction on audio and I'll read fiction. Did you have you recorded book. an audiobook? Yeah, I have. Yeah. How did you find reading? Because I found as I wrote Live Well Every Day in the children's book. Yeah. Very um very different when you read it out loud as yeah. in like it actually triggers a bit inside you because almost when you're writing it's like a silent acknowledgement of certain things. Yes. When you read it out you're like making it very real and there's certainly one of the heavier parts of the books. I mean I started I found it I found it very intense, not cathartic or no, upsetting I or anything like agree. that. It's exhausting. I but agree. also when I started I was like fucking hell this is shit. <laughs> and and then I kind of got into it cuz I thought oh my god this is really fucking good this is a really <laughs> great book it, it really it, isn't shit i'm sure yeah. if, I, if, if actually if i need to persuade you now that the book won't be shit i give it there's no point if you're not already yeah. persuaded by what we've talked about then you've got no hope people but it's um yeah no it was it was it was really and i read it in the same way i wrote it where i was writing i felt like i was writing about someone else so it's like i wrote a mm. a biography but the um person I was writing about just happened to be me mm. and I read it in the same way and right. it was great actually but it is intense I, I actually think that word intense is yeah. not the word that I use but actually the best one to describe yeah. what it's like it's a very odd feeling yeah I think everyone should write a book about yeah it. even if it, you know whatever time of life that is I think everyone should write just even if it's a couple of pages about some of the things in their lives, I think you'd find it, the cathartic is not the word, but you'd find it a really helpful process, I think. Well, you learn so much. I yeah. mean, I found when I was writing Ready for Absolutely Nothing, that I found that the, it wasn't cathartic. I was like, oh, was it cathartic? You know, you went through difficult times. No, it was just more oh my god look at all this that happened oh that? my and god i did all right or, being here today because actually this yeah, happened, or, that happened but the, oh my god now i understand so it was these this kind of continuous barrage of realizations mm. not just about me because i i'll write an anecdote about me but then i chuck it away yes. you know and go off yeah. on a tangent which you know like when i did strictly i realized i had to look back at the first dance I did which was it was the most humiliating thing I've ever done in my life the guys really want me to do Strictly uh, oh, these lot and just, I just really don't think no. it, it would be a good idea for me it's horrendous but I made I'd some really good friends and everyone was so lovely but first dance I did I thought oh my god I look like Ava Perron because I had this sort of plait going around my head and it was a samba I mean, I wasn't doing samba, I was doing something completely different. God knows what it was. <laughs> the and then I looked up Ava Perron. <laughs> and I, you might know this, I didn't know it, but she, when she died, her body went on tour. Her corpse went on tour for 20 years. I had no idea. So I go That's off slightly about me I looking, couldn't imagine what it was like 20 years down the line. There was necrophilia. She ended up in a... What? A, she ended up in a baker's van. No. Got stolen in a baker's van and taken away. So I go off into this and I kind of get swept away because I realise, A, I look like Ava Perron, but not when she was alive, when she was about seven years into her death tour because I was completely rigid. It's like I had rigor mortis. <laughs> oh my goodness me. And um, so I, it kind of, you know, I chuck it away. I'd like to just delve a little bit into how you feel that some of the more challenging moments, so if, 
if we go back and talk about your mother's bipolar disorder, what she went through, what you lived kind of with and around, mm. as much as you wouldn't wish that anyone would have to experience that, either directly or necessarily having to see someone that you love so mm. much struggling that way, did that actually prepare you for the world? Do you, do you think there was an element amongst all the darkness and things that you wouldn't wish for that yeah. actually prepared you for I really do, after? and that's how I choose to look at it. I don't, you know, the, my book is not a misery memoir. It's very funny and, you know... You've got some great stories. People <laughs> who have read it just said, yes, there are some really dark phases in your life, but they're treated with such joy and sense of humour. And um, so I think... I think it was, yeah, I, I, I choose to believe that my mum's illness was constructive for me and my emotional development. We must do our health fact of the week and yes. then we are going to come to the end because we have perfectly timed this walk. We really have, back, haven't we? Back home. Aren't um, we clever? We are. Well, I'd say Luminate. I had no idea where it was, so I'm going to leave that all well, down I to you. I just meandered. That is exactly what we do in this podcast. Yeah. Right, health fact of the week. According to Austrian psychiatrist Raphael Bonelli, fashion and physical appearance is a good indicator of mental health. In fact, psychiatrists sometimes infer changes in mood based on their patient's clothing. This 2012 study from the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology also found a link between fashion and well-being, highlighting that clothing can influence our psychological state. Now, this is a whole topic of its own. We've been I mean, right at the end of this walk. But... I'm sorry, but no shit, Sherlock. Yes. And they paid someone to fucking come up with that. <laughs> so there we that, go. that paper. Yeah, of course. It's like, if that's why I get cross with you for, for wearing black. Yes. Because you're not that person. But definitely, the less care you take of yourself is an indication of how you're feeling So is wearing inside. black like taking care of yourself badly? Well, no, because you can't. I mean, no, the, the rules shouldn't be that rigid, but... It's, I definitely think that how you're feeling inside um, can inform what you wear and if yeah. you're feeling, but then at the same time you can be feeling very confident and think I don't give a shit what I put yeah. on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I will look, I, I look with all of our health facts of the week, some of them really are, we're heavily saying this is an absolute yeah. fact, other bits are slightly tongue in cheek, and I'd say yeah. this one is to an extent, but, but there is real truth in, in it, isn't there, to Definitely. some extent? Because 100%. actually in medical school they teach us as med students, look at your patient, look how they are, how do they present, you know, do they look like something, someone who is well kept? One of the best indicators of someone's overall physical health is their teeth, their dentition. Someone look after their teeth. I got new ones. You've got lovely teeth. Yeah, they're fake. That, well, that, that's the only problem with that. Yeah. You've just ruined my uh, entire thing there. But shall we say, <laughs> in, the, in the situation where someone has their original teeth, if they have great dentition, yeah. good, it's a good indicator yeah. of their overall health. So I yeah. think appearance, appearance isn't everything, clearly. Um, but I think... You can definitely learn a lot. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, I agree well, with Well, thank that. you so much for coming on a stomp with me. It has been absolutely incredible. I enjoyed coming on your podcast. You've come on mine and we've had a oh, great time. Alex. We've had a great time. It's nice to see you in person as well. It's so off the lovely. Zoom, off the computers. And if, in fact, it couldn't be more opposite. We were at a time where we were on Zooms. Now we're out in nature. And I think that's a brilliant way to actually come together and yeah, well, see you in person. I, I'm so grateful and I've absolutely bloody loved it. I could bang on with you for hours 
if you haven't already, and I'm sure you have, click the link in the show notes to Susanna's new book, Ready for Absolutely Nothing. Enjoy the book, have a laugh, learn a few things along the way for sure, and yeah, just enjoy it. Again, a huge thank you to Fitflop who sponsored this week's episode. We've got to the end of our stomp today. And as always, my feet are happy because I've been supported by my Vitamin FF trainers. Make sure to head to fitflop.com to choose stomping shoes you know you can count on. Everyone, well done. You've done a fantastic job getting through another week of stomping. You're looking after your body and your mind, and hopefully you're feeling good for it. So take care, and I'll see you very soon on your next stomp. Goodbye. <laughs>